Hello guys and welcome back to another True Crime Tuesday episode here on Spill the Tea with B&T. I'm your host Brooke. And I'm your host Tori. I can never fucking do that right. So we just want to say that today's episode does have not really even that graphic content, just a bunch of bullshit. So on the night of June 15th, 2013, a truly series of unfortunate events occurred. It began at the home of Eric and Holly Boyles. Their daughter, Shelby, who was 21 at the time, was home during a break from nursing school. They enjoyed dinner together and sat on the couch to watch a movie as a family. Just down the street was a high school graduation party hosted by Kevin and Alicia McConnell for a family friend, Evan Jennings. It was described by the partygoers as a fun and memorable night, and when the party ended, Pastor Brian Jennings, the father of the boy who the party was for, Evan, loaded his pickup truck with tables and chairs that were borrowed from his church. At 11 p.m., the Boyles movie was interrupted by some noises outside. The family all walked outside to see a wrecked Mercury Mountaineer and a shaken driver. 24-year-old Brianna Mitchell was driving home from a catering job and her car spun out and smashed into a car across the street from the Boyles. Shelby lent Brianne her phone to call her mother for help. The McConnells, the ones who had thrown the party, told their son Lucas and his friend Isaiah that they could ride with the pastor to return the chairs back to the church. So we know there's a lot of people involved in this already, so we're going to clarify really quick. So we have the Boyles, who were home, and then Brianna, who crashed outside their house. Then we have Pastor Brian Jennings and Lucas McConnell and his friend Isaiah all headed to the church to return the chairs. So the pastor and the boys pulled up to Brianna's wrecked car, so they were now all at the boils. So the pastor had the boys stay in the car while he joined the boils in helping. Eric Boyle went back into the house, and at that moment, a truck came flying down the road, plowed into Brianna's already wrecked car, hit Shelby and Holly Boyle, Pastor Jennings, and Brianna Mitchell. It then crashed into Pastor Jennings' car with the two young boys still inside of it and pushed it across the road. Eric Boyle said he ran outside after hearing the loud bangs and saw what he described as cars, body, and debris everywhere. He went searching for his family, and he came upon Holly first. He said, once I found Holly, I knew that. I knew that she was gone. Then it was a matter of, okay, where is Shelby? He found Shelby 20 feet down the road, her body thrown up against a fence. So... Kevin and Alicia McConnell came up on the scene when they saw the chairs in the back of the smashed pickup truck. They knew it was Pastor Jennings' car. Moments later, Pastor Jennings' wife and son also came up on the scene. They searched for him and eventually found him lying in a ditch. Kevin started CPR on the pastor, but he was unsuccessful. So his son and his friend were actually still in the car where Pastor Jennings had left them. The driver of the truck that plowed into all of these people was named Ethan Couch. He was found about a quarter mile away from the wreck. Two people driving spotted Ethan passed out on the side of the road. Okay, so, you know, we have a lot of people right now who are involved in this wreck, and now we have Ethan, who is the person responsible for this. So, so you're wondering, how did this even happen? Well... Earlier that night, Ethan and several of his friends were out at a local Walmart. They stole a bunch of cases of beer and then left. And then they all went back to Ethan's house and started drinking mass amounts of alcohol. And then Ethan, who was drunk now, and 16, stole his dad's truck and took it on a joyride with eight passengers piled in it, six of them in the bed of the truck. 
and then he started playing chicken with cars going in and out 70 miles per hour on a residential road. We're going to insert some news coverage from this. Tarrant County Sheriff now says the blood alcohol level of a 16-year-old driver involved in a deadly chain reaction accident was three times the legal limit. But the boy has not been arrested, even though the slew of anticipated charges were listed on the accident report, including four counts of intoxication manslaughter. Fox Force Bill Alvarado joins us from Burleson with more on this deadly crash. Bill. Well, Natalie, the Tarrant County Sheriff today released his report on the cause of that accident and what he tells us is that there was a tremendous amount of alcohol involved uh, he says that uh, the teenagers in that truck that he says caused the crash apparently drove around that night looking to buy alcohol and when they couldn't they came to this walmart and stole beer and again the sheriff says that that teenage driver of the truck has not been arrested the results from the accident investigation are stunning Tarrant County Sheriff D. Anderson says the 16-year-old driver of the red Ford pickup that hit and killed four people was drunk. Came back with a blood alcohol content of 0.24, three times the legal limit in Texas. The sheriff says the night of the crash, they used a warrant to take a blood alcohol test from the driver, Ethan Anthony Couch, seen here on Facebook. Anderson says the Ford truck was carrying eight teenagers, including two in the pickup bed. The sheriff says they know where the teens got some of the alcohol that night. Had gone to a convenience store to try to buy alcohol and were turned down. Investigators believe the teens in the Ford truck then drove to the Walmart in Burleson where they stole beer. We subsequently went to the Walmart in Burleson and found a surveillance video of people from the truck going in and stealing two cases of beer. The sheriff believes at least some of the teens in the Ford truck had alcohol before the beer theft. That they were drinking earlier and they probably were either short or running out and went to restock. That's my belief when they made the Walmart run because it's just a little more than an hour from the time they were at Walmart till the time the crash occurred. So they couldn't have gotten that intoxicated in an hour is my belief. Investigators also found the Ford truck had reached a speed of 68 to 70 miles per hour in only a quarter of a mile when it crashed on a two-lane county road. Anderson says the Ford truck clipped a disabled SUV on the side of the road. It belonged to 24-year-old Brianna Mitchell. Youth pastor, 41-year-old Brian Jennings, had stopped to help. 52-year-old Holly Boyles and her 21-year-old daughter, Shelby Boyles, seen here on Facebook, had come out of their home to help. All four were struck and killed. The Tarrant County DA says he can't talk about his part of the investigation, saying he can't speculate on when and what charges will be filed. The TABC is also investigating where the teens got alcohol before the stolen cases of beer. And so for the district attorney's uh, part in this, apparently there will be charges filed. It's just a matter of when and what those charges will be. The sheriff says that the teens had uh, left a house about a quarter mile from the accident scene when the crash occurred. All right, Phil, when, the, when there's a situation like this and the, the people who are suspected of drinking and driving leave a business or, or a bar, there's usually ramifications. Let's talk about that house you just mentioned. Do we know who was in charge? Were there adults there uh, when all this was happening? Well, uh, according to the sheriff, he says that there was no adult supervision. There was nobody there, no adults. Apparently, he says that they believe that the house belongs to the family of one of the teens that was in the truck. So I do want to bring up the house that they're talking about at the end of the news coverage. That is now confirmed to be Ethan's house. So Ethan's house is the house that they were partying at. There were no adults present at the time. 
So Ethan crashed into Brianna's car with six people in the bed of the truck and also struck the four people around it. All four people, Shelby Boyle, Holly Boyle, Brianna Mitchell, and Brian Jennings, all died. Another boy, Sergio Molina, was one of the teens in Ethan's truck bed. He was thrown out during the crash and can no longer speak or move due to the severe brain damage that he has suffered. So due to the damage Ethan caused multiple families, he faced charges of intoxication, manslaughter, and intoxication assault, which I didn't know was a thing, but apparently it's just what it sounds like. (laughs) Manslaughter because you were intoxicated and assault because you were intoxicated. And then his lawyer pulled out the craziest defense right out of his ass called affluenza. So if you're like me, you might be asking, what is affluenza? No, it's not a flu. It's not a sickness. It is described as a psychological malice supposedly known affecting wealthy young people, symptoms of which include lack of motivations, feeling or guilt, and a sense of isolation. So basically being so rich and spoiled that you don't know what consequences are at all. So he used this affluenza defense and you're probably like, bullshit, right? No one's going to no one's going to buy into that and they said he just needed some rehabilitation, not a harsh punishment for killing four people and leaving someone permanently par- paralyzed with brain damage and even a psychologist testified that this would be the best option. A certified doctor testified that this kid was so spoiled, he couldn't face criminal action. Like, yeah, let's let's tell this kid who doesn't know consequences that there are no consequences. So the affluenza defense worked and Ethan went to a very nice rehab that cost um, $1,170 a month. He had a 10-year probation alongside with his rehab stay. Keep in mind, prosecutors were seeking 20 years and he got 10. Not 10 years in jail, 10 years probation. Well, Ethan pushed his luck once again breaking his probation. The rules were that he was not allowed to have alcohol or drugs in his system at all, and Affluenza Ethan was videotaped playing beer pong, and he wasn't just on parole, but he wasn't even 21. He was only 18. So they sent a warrant out for his arrest for violating parole. So when Ethan caught wind of this, his mother Tanya took him, dyed his hair, and hid him in Mexico. Then authorities obviously caught up with them a month later because it was just some dumb kid and his dumb mom fleeing to Mexico. And that's when Ethan finally served his sentence. Well, I guess you could say served a sentence because it was only two years. So a man who, in my opinion, should serve life only served two years. And that was only because he messed up again. And then he was arrested again this year, 2020, for having THC in his system, and he only served a day for that. He was released the next day for breaking his parole for the second time. At the end of the day, Ethan killed four people, injured nine, including the permanent brain damage to one of his passengers. Ethan has been shown over and over and over again how his affluenza will get him out of trouble. So you have this kid who was spoiled. He lived such a rich life. And it's not like his parents didn't love him. They totally forgot about him. Like his mom fucking babied him. His mom held his hand through everything and kissed his ass. And he went, stole beer, stole his dad's truck, loaded a bunch of kids in it, and then killed people. And the fact that he has only served two years and some change for 
breaking his parole. And that's the craziest part to me is that he was let out on parole and got to go to this nice fancy rehab. Like it just amazes me that you're going to take a kid and say, yeah, he doesn't know. He doesn't know right or wrong because, you know, he's so privileged. So we're going to show him that privilege gets him out of jail and makes him not have to serve anything. And he affected so many lives. Like if you think about it, the Boyles, he lost, Eric Boyle lost his daughter and his wife. The Pastor Jennings, he's dead. He left kids behind. He left his wife behind. Brianna Mitchell, who was just 24, also dead. And it's just so crazy. And this this young kid who was just a teen, permanently paralyzed, can't even speak because of this kid. And he didn't serve anywhere near the amount of uh, anywhere near the amount of time he should have. There are people who are currently in jail serving way longer sentences for things like possession of marijuana or drug charges that they've never killed anyone. They have never killed anyone, let alone killing four people and causing severe damage to nine others and then continuing to break parole. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. And if that doesn't show you what money or wealth will do, I don't know what will because I don't know anyone else that would get, you know, sentenced to a probation continue to break his probation not once but twice and serve a day in jail a day one 24 hours he served in jail for killing four different people and brooke um this guy is literally our age he was born the same year as us he's i think a month older than you and like a barely a month and a half older than me he's the same age as us and he's already killed four people broken his probation twice like, what the fuck is going on? And his mom just abling him, being like, oh, yeah, Ethan, you know, let me just take you to fucking Mexico and hide you. Like, you you are the reason that he is the way he is. And I hope she's fully aware of that. Like, that's... My mom would fucking never... If I killed and took away somebody's family, multiple members of different families, like, my mom would never just say, yeah, let's dye your hair and take you to Mexico. Like, the fact that that's even fucking allowed and he's still allowed to be out walking around after killing that many people, like, I think, you know, it's not like he went and he sliced him up, whatever, but still, he killed four people. No matter how he did it, he killed four people. And it wasn't even an accident accident. He was drunk going 70 miles an hour, playing chicken with fucking cars. It's not like he slid off the road in some ice. No, he, he had terrible intentions and it was just really him fucking up one after the other, after the other, after the other. And he needs to know that there's consequences for that. And he doesn't, obviously. <laughs> I do want to mention something that I think if you are like us, you will enjoy. And that is the fact that Tanya, Ethan's mom, did get arrested for smuggling him to Mexico, as she should. And Ethan's dad, Fred, who he actually got arrested later on um, a few years after this for something totally unrelated to Ethan. He got arrested for impersonating a police officer. So he showed up to this lady's house, whipped out a phony badge, and said he was with the police department, and he got arrested for that. And I think that's good. I think that they could both use a little jail time since they didn't let their son take accountability. Maybe they should learn some accountability. 
And I think one of the most, like, irritating parts of this all is, you know, when Tori and I were very first discussing this case, I said, you know who this sounds a lot alike? And she said, who? And I said, Brock fucking Turner, because he's privileged. He, you know, they're like, well, he didn't know any better. How do you not know that it's wrong to take a truck that isn't yours and load nine passengers in it? And continue to drive drunk, driving 70 in a residential area, which keep in mind, most residential areas are 25 miles per hour. I just got a speeding ticket for going five over the five over the speed limit. And I didn't tell the cop when he pulled me over. Listen, I'm so privileged that I just I didn't think the speed limit applied to me. Like we've got to stop telling people that because you're privileged, you can do whatever the fuck you want, because that's why we have a lot of these problems is people are like, well, he's privileged, you know, this, this and that. He has continued to break probation. He has, you know, torn multiple people's lives apart and he will never face any consequences for his actions. And, like, I can't even imagine. So, I don't know if you guys noticed um, in the story that, you know, when they found Ethan after the accident, he was, like, out of it, whatever, disoriented. And he was telling telling him, like, oh, I can get you out of this. So, they're thinking, like, you know, looking back on it, he was, he was totally aware of the privilege he had. He's like, oh, I can get you out of this. Like, oh, it's okay. I got you, man, you know. And that's so fucking crazy to me that even disoriented, he was like, no, I got you. No, don't worry. I've got this covered. Nobody's going to fucking punish me because I don't know what punishments are. And it's so crazy to me, like, how many people were affected by this and, like, the loss that was suffered. And it's not even, like, the loss that was just suffered from losing the loved one. Eric had to go search for his wife and daughter, who were both dead. And then Pastor Jennings' wife and son came up and saw his dead body while his family friend had to do CPR on him. Like, it's not like they were just dead. You know, their whole families had to see them. The only person whose family didn't have to see them dead was Brianna Mitchell's family, luckily. But even then, it's just so crazy to think like seeing all this carnage and all of these teenage kids probably strung everywhere because of one kid deciding to be so stupid and so selfish to drink and drive and go speed and play chicken and just do dumb shit that you shouldn't be doing at 16. And then go and be like, it's fine. I'm just going to go party. Who who the fuck is partying with this kid? I want to talk to you. If you're hanging out with Ethan Couch and you're drinking with him and doing drugs and shit after knowing what the fuck he did, because I know you know what the fuck he did, then you're a piece of shit too. Well, and you think about it too, about, you know, the horrible, you know, we talked about the horrible loss that this family has taken, but what about each time Ethan fucks up and they see him get away with a slap on the wrist like these people's families cannot be replaced that brain damage that that person suffered cannot be reversed these are things that these people have to live with for the rest of their lives while Ethan is just like I'll just call my mommy and she'll fucking figure it out and how many times does this motherfucker have to break parole before people are going to be like okay so Obviously, he is now aware of his privilege. He knows what is right and wrong, and he's still continuing to do it. Like, is there a three-strike system? How many more times is he going to get away with doing whatever the fuck he wants? Oh, yeah. And the only reason that he served his two years the first time he broke it was because the families were like, okay, what the fuck? Like, he didn't serve any time in jail at all for killing these people. And they finally were like, we've had enough, you know? Like, we are sick and tired of this. You need to do something. So... He was only in jail while they were trying to work that out. And that's the only reason is because they were like, okay, okay, you know, we already screwed you guys over enough. Here, we'll give him two years. And then the next time around, gave him a day. 
a day for the second time. Isn't it supposed to get worse the more you break the rules? I mean, I, I'm not a lawyer or a judge, but, like, that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. No, and like I said, like, how disappointing is that? That they had to fight for that. They had to say, no, this isn't fair. Like, the justice system is supposed to bring justice. Like, in the fucking name of it. And they're just saying... Well, you know, we're going to continue to just kind of, I don't know if his mom's like paying them off. I don't know what's fucking happening that he's getting away with the sentencing that he's getting away with. Well, and I just want to mention that, so Ethan's mom and dad got divorced, you know, after all of this, basically because he was so babied by her that his dad was even like, okay, you know, what the fuck? Like, her taking him and running away to Mexico, he was like, all right, I got to wash my hands of these fucking lunatics, which I mean, good on him. But still, I would I would go in there and I would say, you know what, you need to you need to learn, because if you're the people that made him so privileged the way he is now, so privileged that he doesn't have consequences, you need to take a lesson and say, wow, that was obviously a stupid fucking mistake. We need to take responsibility as the people that gave him this privilege and gave him the idea that there is no consequences and that he can do whatever the fuck he wants to do. You need to take resp- res- you need to take responsibility for that as his mom, as his dad, as the people who made your bed lie in it. And think about this is just the things that he's been caught with because he was found incoherent on the side of the road. I mean, think about maybe what has he done that he hasn't been caught with? Like, has his mom been giving him alcohol? Like, she's going and fight, fucking buying him booze at the liquor store? Or, you know, what did he do in high school? Like, you, you know, you think about the things like that. Okay, what is this motherfucker doing that he hasn't been caught with? And like I said, how many more times does he need to be caught before someone gives a fuck? Like, I don't understand that. In my opinion, Ethan deserved life in prison, and some of you may say that's harsh, but like I said, he knowingly not only took this truck, but piled his friends in illegally, then drank, and then decided to go 70 miles an hour. And so, I mean, it's one thing to make one mistake, but to make that many mistakes, I think you, at that point, you you made your bed. Like I said, you made your bed, lie in it, and I think Ethan, Ethan deserves life, and that's my full opinion, and that's what I think. And honestly, the fact that he's not in jail right now disgusts me. We'll go ahead and list a another link on our social media for you guys to vote on. Do you think Ethan deserves life in prison? Do you think we're being harsh? Or do you think that the justice system is just unfortunately failing more people? All right, guys. And with that, we're going to end this episode. Let us know what you think. It's a very irritating case honestly and like I said he's the same age as me and Brooke and me and Brooke are living our whole ass lives you know getting married living and Ethan is serving probation for fucking killing people so